weekend. This is Dr. Ray Mitz, your host, and you are listening to the Psych Monologues. The Psych Monologues is a podcast devoted to exploring our journey toward wholeness and living in truth and grace while embracing the profound mystery of our relationship with God, with ourselves, and with each other. It is my delight and pleasure to uh, be in front of the mic again and to have some time to talk about the important topics and and uh, issues that confront us uh, with living and living with integrity and living with wholeness. And uh, that's the primary focus of what I want to focus on in these short moments that I get to have with uh, all of you um, uh, each week. Uh, just as a programming note, uh, many, some of you at least, at least half, which would probably put it at about five, um, might have noticed that, that, uh, the, the, um, episode from last week, which would be episode 35 when that is entitled the masks we wear. Uh, if you're not following me on Podbean, then you probably noticed that it dropped tonight. Uh, through the through the uh, website, uh, which is fine. I, I you know if you're subscribing to the website, then you will have gotten it that way, uh, or through other social media outlets, whether that's LinkedIn or Twitter or um, Instagram or whatever that might be. So, uh, but it dropped tonight uh, because I, I this was the first opportunity I had to post it on the website, which uh, propagates out to the various social media channels that uh, I am slowly but surely getting up to speed on. Uh, if you're connected to Podbean and, and following me on that, then you will have gotten it last Friday. But we have, we were out of town and completely off the grid. I That's a longer conversation or maybe even a story of being completely off the grid. I'll tell you, not having cell service, not having Wi-Fi, sure um, um, clarifies things for you when you become aware of just how much you depend on uh, the information flow that is coming in through those various channels. And I'm not a heavy social media using person at all. I, I, I very begrudgingly hit those um, uh, websites and yet... Uh, information that comes through on blogs and other things that I tend to follow uh, is it, it was a reminder of, of just how much I tend to have to juggle in the information that comes at me. So it was good and bad. It was great to be off the grid. It take, take, took some of the pressure off of having to uh, always be checking in on what was going on or uh, checking in with my students and the emails that they sent me, I couldn't do it. And it was kind of nice in that respect uh, to not be able to do it. And it, at the same time, technology is this double-edged sword. On the one hand, it keeps us very, very closely connected to the people we love and care about. And at the same time, it, it uh, chains us to that same uh, connection. Not that they're chains, but... Um, <clears throat> you know, at one point in time, I'm old enough to still remember that there was a one point in time that we didn't get any information other than 
network news and a telephone, which was built on our location, not on our person. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it was a good reminder, I think for me to, to try to moderate and modulate how much, um, I depend on those things. So tonight is going to initiate a a series of podcasts that I want to talk about and kind of roll out and unpack over each one. Um, I'm I'm making a, a a concerted effort to, um, reduce the size of these podcasts so that they're in bite-sized pizzas that you'd be able to listen to in a short period of time, uh, digest and deal with some of the things that I talk about in that time, and then come back for some more. So um, it's 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 hopefully it 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 will be working here shortly. So what I want to do is talk a little bit about um, are we surviving? or thriving during this thing that we refer to as the pandemic. There are signs everywhere around us about all the things that are completely and irrevocably out of our control. And have you ever wondered, uh, what's the difference between surviving and thriving? I think in a lot of cases, one of the things that I say in my classes a lot is we need to define our terms. We need to be clear on what it is we're actually talking about so we don't talk past one another. And so I want to define my terms first. That will be this episode. Uh, and, and try to get at survival, for one. And then the next uh, podcast next week will be on the whole idea of thriving and then the one after that will be, so what now? Now that I, I'm clear about <clears throat> maybe I'm spending more of my time just trying to survive rather than, than experiencing some level of flourishing or thriving. Uh, and that's, that's, that's kind of the layout of what's going to be coming over the next few uh, uh, podcasts. I will tell you just in advance that there will be uh, I have been invited to speak at uh, CCU President's Lecture Series, which is coming up on October 12th. There will be a link on the website that can take you to it. If you're interested, you can go under CCU and, and look for it there. Uh, it will be a live event. It will be live streamed. And I will be talking about this very same topic, which I'm using. I'm kind of cheating. I'm using this podcast as a means to kind of work out my thoughts about what I what I want to talk about more formally there. So I would invite you to to join me there and and hear the more concentrated thoughts that I have on that whole thing. But that's where we're going to be going. Needless to say, and and we were just reminded if you follow the news at all that uh, no matter who you are, you can be bitten by this thing we call the coronavirus because the president had just been identified and diagnosed with the coronavirus, whisked off to Walter Reed Medical Hospital to be able to get treatment and, and be observed. But we are in the midst of this thing called a pandemic that powerfully assaults our sense of control and even our sense of equilibrium. And it seems like almost every day we are reminded of that fact of, of just how 
little power we have or little control might be a better word that we have. Actually, we've got a lot of power. We've got a lot of power as long as we know where to focus our efforts. But we are reminded virtually every day, like wearing masks, of a force that's way more powerful than we are to impact what we do and and even how we go about doing it. And we enter into this thing with some ambivalence. On the one hand, I know for me, on the one hand, it's a begrudging compliance with it, uh, understanding the, the pervasiveness and the, need, the power of it and the contagiousness of it. And at the same time, just an unease about don't I get to make any of these choices myself? And that's, that's, that's a whole nother issue and maybe something else to talk about. So what I want to talk about, at least uh, tonight, is really let's define our terms, as I am prone to talk a lot about, and, and start with the word surviving versus thriving. And so we're going to camp on survival. And some would describe it as kind of this white-knuckle experience that I attempt just to try to make it through the day. It, it, it's built on the present time. It's not really built on what's ahead of me, the future. I just want to make it through where I am right now. Now, let me give you a real, well, maybe not a quick example, but let me give you an example. Um, 15 years ago, on a bright, sunny day in May, I decided that that uh, a a chore that I put off for a period of time was finally demanding that I deal with it. And that was uh, my the gutters of my home. Uh, we have trees around our house and they are very unpleasant in how they shed their leaves and other things into the gutters. And so I decided that on that day I needed to get up on my roof, hose in hand, and find a way to get these things cleaned out. So that every time, which is not often, every time it rains, my my front plants don't get deluged because of the overflow of these gutters. So I went up there dutifully, put my ladder in place, walked up the ladder with my hose. Uh, my second oldest daughter was kind enough to come up and give me a hand at that. And I, I, I did my job. I cleaned it all out, got everything cleared out. Uh, and was preparing to uh, climb down the ladder when when I stepped on the ladder, it went out from under me. And me and the concrete met about um, 13, 14 feet later. Needless to say, the concrete won. And I uh, fractured my femur. I had a head injury because of, of, of banging my head against the concrete. And I learned a very important lesson about survival that day. Because on that day, all I worried about was getting through that day. That was it. Nothing more. I, when I put my, laid my head on the pillow, which was really hurting at the time, all I cared about was that I actually made it there. And that was it. See, th- survival is really about the very urgent, very... Um, um, uh, pressing present. That's it. I, I, if you think about and if you're familiar with Abraham Maslow that put together a hierarchy of needs, I was really only worried about 
food, water, breathing, some really basic things, and that was about it. Uh, anything else was um, a luxury to consider. So the aftermath of that accident showed me what survival really was about. I wasn't thinking about the future. I was thinking about getting through that day with as little pain as I possibly could. And that's, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what the pandemic threw at us, is how do I get through this day and conduct whatever number of Zoom meetings I have to have or find the job that I need to find because I've been laid off from the job that I had because the business I was with closed. They couldn't make any income because people just stopped going out. And so all I'm worried about is getting just enough to get the day done and go to bed and try to uh, do it all over again, which was was the the limited scope and really is the limited scope of survival. So there are a few criteria that I would I would suggest for your consideration when we're talking about uh, survival. And these are for your own evaluation about where you're at in light of living in this pandemic. There's a lot about it that doesn't feel really out of the ordinary. And then there's a lot about it that's out of the ordinary. When we look back and do some kind of comparison about where we were. And the first one is, is my focus is primarily on just making it through the day. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. If I make it through the day, I'm still intact. My needs are met. That's a success. That's a win. Which when you compare it to where we were before this thing hit, we had other concerns on our minds. Now, some people would throw this off as, uh, you know, first world problems and whatever else they want to throw in there. But it's an entirely short-term focus. And I'm not really looking beyond the horizon. I'm only looking to, when the day closes, have my needs been met, whether that's emotional, physical, um, spiritual, whatever those might be. And that that's really the first criteria about whether or not I'm living at a survival level or whether I'm look, moving toward or at least thriving. The second one is that we choose the path of least resistance. See, we do everything possible to conserve what little resources we have. And again, these resources can be physical, they can be emotional, they can be financial. We're kind of playing defense. We're trying to keep things near at hand and lose as little as possible. And that's what survival really is about. I, I'm not thinking about gaining more. I'm just thinking about losing as little as possible. And even in, in sports, when you're on defense, you're, you're trying to keep bad things from happening. You're not trying to make good things happen. And that's a part of this idea of the path of least resistance. We choose whatever is easiest to do because that's where survival lies. The, the third one I want to mention is being reactive versus being proactive. And see, the question is, is what's the difference here? And, and I, I would explain to you a very simple concept that has been part of psychology for many, many years, decades probably. And it's something that we refer to as locus of control. And in other words, 
where is my understanding of my ability to control the world around me? Is it internal in terms of my ability to impact the world, to have some measure of, of um, control over my world and the things that I do, I'm an agent of that change and I can accomplish those things. That's oftentimes referred to as an internal locus of control. I believe that I intrinsically have the ability to impact the world and change it and I will move and be an agent of change in it to make things be different. The opposite of that is external locus of control. And what that means is generally as a uh, attitude about the world is that I, I am a victim to circumstances. That things that happen I have no control over and I'm just waiting for the world to throw things at me. I will do whatever I have to to deal with it and survival. And that's external locus of control. So one person the external person is reactive. When things happen, I react. On the other hand, being proactive is that I plan to hit, make an impact. I plan to be an agent. I don't lose hope at the thought that if things happen, I don't have the resources to handle them. And when we're in survival mode, we react. We don't, we don't plan or see ourselves as having enough power and enough healthy control to impact the world around us. We are a victim to our circumstances, and that is all oftentimes what comes as a result of this level of survival that we're talking about. The last thing I want to mention is the idea of when things go wrong, I begin to look outside of myself for the reasons why. Now, if I, I think that I am a victim to my circumstances, then it makes perfect sense that I will say, I, I, I will blame somebody else. I will blame somebody else to have power over me, and therefore I'm a victim to it. I'll deflect responsibility onto someone or something else, circumstances, whatever they may be. I may even distort things so that it, it always comes back to, I'm doing the best I can. There's nothing I can do here. This is way too powerful for me. I, I, I'm just trying to make it. That's all I'm trying to do. And then the other two things that we might do is minimize it. Well, it's no big deal. You know, you know here's just a brief off-ramp. Is one phrase that we use that really, really annoys me. I, I don't know if it would raise the level of being a pet peeve. It's probably pretty close. But it's when I hear people say, well, it is what it is. And I grit my teeth and out of the, the abundance of discretion, I, I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> because it's, it is what it is. Okay, well, that's stating reality. I don't know that that adds anything to it. But it carries with it a certain level of resignation. In other words, whatever happens is just going to happen. I don't have any say in it. I can't do anything different about it. I can't impact it or anything. And it, it quite honestly, between you and me, it annoys me. It really annoys me to hear people say that. Um, not because it makes me angry, but it doesn't empower us to be agents of change in the world around us. 
And we keep repeating that over and over again, besides the the Captain Obvious moment of, well, it is what it is. Yeah, I got that. That's not news. But what are we really saying? Is no matter what I do, nothing will change? And if that's what we believe, we, we have uh, relegated ourselves to the level of just survival and nothing else. And then the last one is just rationalizing it away. You know, whatever happens, you know, when things go wrong, there's always a reason for it. And usually the reason never involves me. It always involves someone else or someone more powerful or whatever that might be. And that's that ends up being supremely frustrating, not to mention the fact that it reinforces the message that I really don't have a lot of power. Now, I'll end on this point, and this is something just to consider, and it'll carry us over into the next episode. And that is, there's a book that I I have my students read often, um, not often, every time, and and it's part of uh, a class I do in Crisis and Trauma, and the book is called Man's Search for Meaning. It's written by a, a Austrian psychiatrist who basically was interned um, or imprisoned in um, five different concentration camps during World War II, and he lived with the memory of seeing his wife and her, the memory of her, and everything else. And unfortunately, when he went back to Vienna, he found that she had died in concentration camps and he had survived. But the one thing he says, which I think is very significant, and I I understand we're not all in concentration camps. We're in a pandemic. That's a very different thing. But at the same time, he said, there's one thing other men cannot take away from me. And that is what I choose to think about a situation. And he had some very interesting observations about the people that survived the concentration camp experience and those who did not. And I'm I'm not going to go into it. I I highly recommend the book. It's a relatively short read. Viktor Frankl actually considered uh, publishing the book anonymously so that no one would really know that he wrote it. But it's, it's a profound book. And it's something worth considering in light of even the things that we're going through today with the pandemic. So the question to you tonight is, are you living at survival level or is there something else? And next time we'll talk about, so if it's not survival, what does it look like to actually thrive? What kinds of things can I do or how, what frames do I need to bring to it to be able to, to move beyond just the immediate Uh, survival level kinds of concerns and actually choose to or move toward thriving in the midst of a pandemic. And that's what I want to talk about next time. So that's it for tonight. Let me uh, remind you of a few things and give you some encouraging news. Uh, I have been mentioning on the podcast on a regular basis our need for partners to um, support and make possible uh, CCU students going to a silent retreat, and and we are over halfway to our goal of of uh, building up a fund that would allow our students to go. Uh, we are about seventeen hundred dollars ish uh, in our fundraising efforts. We need to get to thirty seven hundred dollars to allow 
uh, uh, eight students and two facilitators to go on our silent retreat. I would encourage you if if you are interested or willing to partner with us to make that possible for college students who who are perennially poor uh, to be able to go on on these retreats. You can find it at the the website, my website at drmitch.com. Click on the uh, menu item that says CCU and go down to Silent Retreats. We have a GoFundMe site, and uh, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you could you could um, provide or to partner with us to be able to make this possible for our students this this year. Because we have not only the fall retreat, but we have the spring retreat coming up. The other two items which I've been uh, reminding you of at the end of each of these podcasts is to uh, subscribe on the, on the website uh, for uh, listening in on these podcasts as as uh, I as new ones are developed and I release them. You can either uh, subscribe on the website at the upper right hand corner under the subscribe button, or you can go to Podbean RayMitch.podbean.com and subscribe there as well. There's a link on the website. Uh, again, if you go to CCU and go down to uh, Love You Later by the Psych Monologues website, you will see where you can subscribe to it. Uh, Podbean also provides you with a, um, uh, a app that you can keep on your phone or on your computer to be able to every time a new website or a new website, a new uh, podcast is released. It will download it automatically. You can listen to it on that day when it, when it releases. So a couple different ways to stay connected. There's lots of resources, uh, new uh, resources coming online all the time um, in terms of uh, my lectures uh, with uh, the Shame and Grace class that I'm doing this, this fall. I'm putting up on the YouTube channel uh, the, the lectures there. So if you're interested and want to learn more about the interplay between shame and grace and how it plays in the lives of Christians and what we can do to live life differently, um, please be sure to, to subscribe so you can be made aware of when new resources come online. I think that's it for tonight. Thanks so much for joining me. And as always, love you later. Later.